when you listen to the salt it's gonna make you wish uh-huh. that all your friends yeah. were salty yeah. just like you salty, salty winch mm. Ah, I'm writing y'all actual fucking songs now, Salty Winches. I hope y'all love it as much as I do. Now, let's get to the actual fucking episode, huh? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Salty Winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, and you're listening to The Salt, where we take objective, more in-depth views on the news, and of course, shit on everything. Remember, don't just take your news with a grain of salt. Take it with the salt. Today, we're going to be talking about how the U.S. Justice Department has charged two Chinese nationals with crimes related to cyber espionage and conspiracy, which subsequently led to the U.S. ordering that a Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas be closed by Friday this week. Spoiler alert, it's about how these two fucksticks and probably the consulate workers themselves were stealing information that would eventually lead to a COVID-19 vaccine. Strap in, salty winches. It's going to be a fucking crazy one today, trust me. It's going to sound pretty tinfoil hat-ish, but just bear with me, all right? How the fuck we doing, Salty Winches? Hope y'all are doing better than ever right now and staying well, staying healthy, and hopefully staying at work too. It's been a minute, man. Uh, I'm going to be real. I found myself in some pretty weird situations when I left uh, for the chop in Seattle, and then even weirder situations when I was trying to get home uh, from Seattle. Fucking shout out to the Pattersons in Utah again for hosting my bum ass when I was stranded there for a couple of weeks. And also, shout out to Madison the Sexy Intern for taking a Greyhound up there to drive back with me once my truck was actually fixed. And, uh, and for the badass notes that you gave me today. So thank you, Madison. All of y'all mean the world to me. And shout out to you, uh, Salty Winches, because y'all mean the world to me as well. Uh, I'll explain some shit at the end of the show so that you kind of understand why I've been so inconsistent lately. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping, hoping that y'all can forgive my sorry ass. Anyways, one last shout out to Cruise Control for making these sick beats that we were hearing there at the top of the show. Uh, Stick around till the end of the show uh, to hear an announcement and also find out how you can get a whole ass free sticker from me. I salty winches. This is how it's going to go. We're going to talk about what happens, who did what, the history of the thing, and I'll probably rant a little bit because that's just what I fucking do. So without further ado, let's get into it but not before a word from today's sponsor. Today's episode of The Salt is brought to you by the Communist Party's Asshole Academy. Do you want to learn how you can start a global pandemic? Do you also want to learn how to mishandle said pandemic and also lie to the world and get away with it? And finally, do you want to learn how to subsequently steal vaccine information and develop one yourself in order to sell it to the people who got the virus from you in the first place? Well, friend, you're in luck because the Communist Party's Asshole Academy is here to help. They'll teach you how to do all of those things and more, including how to have uh, concentration camps, how to be as oppressive as possible, how to be a global thief, and most importantly, how to be a big fat asshole on the world stage and still be vital vital to all other superpowers. So go online and sign up today at the Communist Party's assholeacademy.com and get a, a whopping 0% off uh, on a shitty, low-quality product that you'll never receive. That's lesson one. And also, 
that's not our fucking sponsor. That is uh that pretty much is how the Chinese Communist Party handles things though. Uh, a bunch of assholes, what they are. You'll see more of what I uh, like what I'm talking about here in just a minute though. So without further ado, salty winches. Let's get balls deep. Yesterday, Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, the U.S. Justice Department charged a couple of Chinese national buttholes with a whole slew of shit. Uh, their names are Butthole 1 and Butthole 2. No, their names are Li Chiaoyu Chiao and Dong Jiazi. <laughs> and no, I'm not making this dude's name up. Uh, the last name is... <laughs> His name is actually fucking real. Dong Jiazi, like Dong Jiz. Dong Jiz is a strong ass man name. Dong Jiz. Yes, I have the sense of humor of a fucking 12 year old. Get over it. Anyways, these two buttholes were charged by a grand jury with, uh, and I'm just going to read part of the like Justice Department's press release here. Um, they were charged with, quote, one count of conspiracy to commit computer fraud, which carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison. One count of conspiracy to commit theft of trade secrets, which carries a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. One count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. One count of unauthorized access of a computer, which carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison. Ah, God damn it. Five years in prison and seven counts of aggravated identity theft, which carries a maximum mandatory sentence of two non-consecutive years in prison. The maximum potential sentences in this case are prescribed by Congress and are provided here for informational purposes only as any sentencings of the defendants will be determined by the assigned judge. End quote. Holy fuck. Okay, so... Never try to read any of these fucking uh, press releases out loud because it is fucking ridiculous. Um, and do you know what they've been up to, these two Chinese buttholes? Do you know what they've been up to uh, to get all of these charges stacked up against them? They've been hacking into companies' databases to steal information about a COVID-19 vaccine, treatment for COVID-19, and testing for COVID-19, all right? They also hacked into all kinds of other industries' uh, information, like databases, to steal trade secrets and intellectual property, including, but not limited to, high-tech manufacturing, medical uh, devices, civil and industrial engineering, business and educational uh, gaming software, Solar energy, pharmaceuticals, and defense. Defense is a fucking big one. Um, now, if that doesn't sound like a big deal to you, just just think about like if you were someone who'd worked their whole fucking life to develop some cool shit, and then some Chinese hacker asshole comes in and steals your stuff. Then they take it back to China, where it, you know all businesses are run by the government. All right. And they also don't follow the same trade laws that we do, okay? So stealing intellectual property is not only encouraged there, it's state-funded, okay? So they steal your shit, and then China produces the same shit that you made and sells it back to everyone you know for cheaper than you could have ever sold it. You will never make a dime off of that while they get rich. It's fucking ridiculous. Now think about it this way, all right? The U.S. loses annually every fucking year. $225 billion 
to $600 billion. It varies from year to year, but when you get up in the billions, that's a lot of fucking dollars, and they lose all of that because of stolen intellectual property and trade secrets. Now, think about it this way one last time. You're an American scientist that makes vaccines and shit, all right? You're developing one for the Rona, and it's looking kind of promising. Then all of a sudden, your shit gets stolen, and China is selling it to the world. The shit that you made for the virus that they made. It's fucking completely ridiculous, okay? And I, I said that was the last analogy, but let's do one more, all right? You're a porn star. Your name is Dong Jiz, the manliest porn star on planet Birth. And then some Chinese spy asshole comes in and gets famous with your name, Dong Jiz, for doing something completely different. And now your name, Dong Jiz. <laughs> Dong Jiz. The name is tarnished forever. <laughs> and that that was a little far fetched, but like you know, the others are fucking true. That that shit that shit has happened thousands and thousands and thousands of times, if not millions of times. I, I have no number estimates for that, but like it happens all the fucking time. All right. Oh, uh, check it out. I almost forgot this too. This little operation that was happening had had gone on for like over a decade. More than 10 fucking years. And they'd stolen shit from not only the U.S., but also Australia, Belgium, Germany, Japan, Lithuania, the Netherlands, Spain, South Korea, Sweden, and the U.K. And that's just the shit that we know about. So, like, they did this shit for a long time. And they stole a lot of shit from a lot of people in a lot of countries, all right? And and let's just make one thing clear, all right? No, not all Chinese people in the States are wrapped up in this stuff, all right? Most of them are just good folks trying to make good livings for themselves, all right? Good lives for themselves. But there are a few who are, you know, mostly members of the Chinese Communist Party or CCP that are a bunch of fuckwit assholes, all right? So when I say China, I don't mean all Chinese people. I mean the CCP lint lickers, all right? Just like when I say the U.S., it means the U.S. government, not all Americans, all right? And now that we have that all cleared up, let's talk a little bit about the Chinese consulate in Houston getting closed. And this part is short because it's like, it's still super new. So, like, it, it was put out this morning new, uh, fucking Wednesday morning. Yeah, that, that's how fucking new it is. So, like, we got these two shit asses getting charged yesterday with all these crimes linked to, like, espionage and theft of intellectual property and stuff, all right? Then we had the U.S. government uh, order that the Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas gets shut down. So, this is a little weird. We don't know exactly why it was the Houston consulate that got shut down. There, there are, like, a few other consulates in the U.S., like in Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, and New York. So we, we don't really know if the two hackers are connected to the consulate in Houston or not. Uh, at least we don't know that yet, all right? Uh, but we do know that this has been, like, an ongoing problem and that official Chinese centers, like, uh, in the U.S., like consulates and cultural centers and, you know, Chinese centers and universities, they've all been responsible from, for, like, bringing spies in to steal our shit, all right? So, like, in other words, China, being the communist country that they are, will use places like these and even individuals like professors, scientists, students, and all other kinds of people like as a front with an actual, you know, the end goal of being stealing intellectual property and like defense secrets and shit, right? It, it's a huge problem and it's been a recurring problem. Like, so 
do this on your own, right? Go to, uh, I think it's justice.gov. It's the Justice Department's website. Go to their press release uh, section, and you'll see on every fucking page, there's like some instance of like this kind of shit happening. It happens all the time. Uh, and the U.S. has had enough. But yeah, I'm kind of guessing that the like the State Department had some sort of good reason to shut down the consulate in Houston specifically instead of the other like any one of the other four, um, like like why that one was chosen over the other ones, right? Um, when the guys inside got the word, they started burning documents outside, or at least like you know that's what's reported right now. Um, China said it was a quote unprecedented escalation end quote, and if the U.S. insists on quote. Going down this wrong path, China will react with firm countermeasures, end quote. And really, like, for now at least, that's it, at least for this. So, like, but what about the history of this sort of thing? Because, like, closing down consulates and kind of sort of severing diplomatic ties is kind of a big fucking deal, right? It's it's significant for sure. Um, that's a thing that doesn't just happen all the time, and it sure as hell doesn't happen for no reason. Maybe we'll, we can look at the past to see a little bit of the future, right? But wait, we're getting a news flash from our in-house news network, NBCN. That is News Before Clues Network. Thanks, Ryan. Today, I am reporting live from the Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas, where it has been confirmed that the staff were not burning documents, but rather they were burning human remains as part of a ritual sacrifice to Karl Marx, the god of communism. Consulate staff were dancing in circles around the fire, chanting things like, Hail Dong Jiz and Karl Marx Biz. A truly intriguing turn of events indeed. Back to you, Ryan. This is Richard Strokes, signing off. <laughs> Dick strokes, everybody. Love that motherfucker. Now I'm saying, no, that did not happen for y'all new listeners. That that's definitely uh, not me doing a funny news voice and making things up. That's that's someone else, probably. I don't know. My therapist uh, disagrees with that sometimes. Anyways, it's history time, motherfuckers. So the history of American diplomacy stretches back to Ben Franklin, the country's first diplomat who helped uh, the 13 colonies form official ties with France in 1778 during the Revolutionary War. All right. He also fucked a whole lot of old timey colonial ladies, which is what he's remembered for today. Other nations uh, that were among the earliest to make formal diplomatic alliances with America include the Netherlands in 1782, Spain in 1783, Britain in 1785, and Russia in 1809. The U.S. launched its official uh, diplomatic relationship with Brazil in 1824, India in 1946, and China in 1979. America has formal diplomatic ties with uh, most of the world's nations, except for like Iran, North Korea, and Bhutan. Um, after establishing an official relationship with, an, with Iran in uh, 1883, the U.S. cuts ties with it in April 1980 after Iranian students seized the American embassy in Tehran uh, the previous November and took 52 U.S. citizens hostage. So, I mean, kind of understandable. Like, if all the students from Texas Tech, where I go, uh, were to just, you know, go and take a bunch of Iranian embassy workers hostage for, like, some reason, then you can probably bet that they'd cut off ties with us, too. All right. So anyways, uh, meanwhile, the situation between America and North Korea, which has been ruled by uh, three generations of the Kim dynasty since the country's founding in 1948, 
has like it's never been like super comfortable right so uh you know with the war and then all the you know the threatening of the nuke stuff and whatever um as for bhutan it's never like had an official diplomatic tie with the u.s uh not because like there's any bad blood between the two it's it's more just because like bhutan is a it's it's a super remote like buddhist nation in the himalayas that's known for like its gross uh national happiness system uh, which means that like the people there are apparently super fucking happy um they get along just fine with america but they just have no formal relationship uh with america or china or france or russia or the uk um the five permanent members of the u.n security council right so like they like us. We like them. We just, you know, we just don't have embassies there. America's diplomatic relations with various nations have, of course, gone rocky uh, at times, right? So, like, for example, the U.S. severed its ties with Germany during World War One and World War Two. Um, in 1991, the U.S.-Iraq relations hit the shitter during the Gulf War. But in 04, uh, 2004, which was like two years after uh, President Bush famously referred to Iraq as part of the axis of evil, uh, diplomatic ties were restored, which is weird because we were fucking their country up at that point in time. Um, in 2012, America closed its embassy in Syria during the civil war there. Uh, in 2014, it ordered the Syrian government to, to suspend operations at its embassy in Washington, although like diplomatic relations didn't like officially end. It just kind of like de facto, I guess. And in 2015, five decades after the U.S. cut ties with Cuba because of rising tensions with Fidel Castro's government, you know, like the, the little Cuban missile crisis and shit, uh, the U.S. and Cuba restored formal relations and reopened embassies in each other's capital cities. So most recently, the U.S. has cut diplomatic ties with Canada because they're a bunch of nice, igloo-living, maple syrup-smelling-ass bitches that for some reason are allowed to exist in our world today. Just kidding. That that fucking didn't happen. It's not also not how I feel about Canada. I love Canada, so don't get your fucking sealskin panties in a bunch, you Canadian listeners. No. Most recently, on January 23rd, 2019, uh, during the Venezuelan presidential crisis, Nicolas Maduro uh, announced that Venezuela was breaking ties with the U.S. following President Trump's announcement that the U.S. recognized Juan Guaido as the Venezuelan opposition leader. Uh as the they they recognized him as the interim president instead of the actual president right so like on uh january 26th uh 2019 maduro backtracked the request which uh pretty much diffused the situation uh from a few days earlier with the request of the embassy staff to leave so like maduro's government was in a 30-day talk with the trump administration to open u.s interest office on january 26th 2019 and now we're moving a step closer to ending diplomatic ties with China. Now, whether that's good or bad is, you know, that's a different story. But, like, what is the U.S. supposed to do? The Chinese government is funding the theft of American intellectual property, trade secrets, military secrets, and now, most recently, a COVID vaccine, a COVID-19 vaccine secret, right? And, and they use these embassies and just about any other Chinese government-funded facility as, like, a front for that kind of shit. So, like, what is the U.S. supposed to do? Like, think about it this way, and I know that my generation has pretty much forgotten about the horrors of the communist Soviet Union, but, like, the fact that we do so much business with China is ridiculous. 
the fact that we have like even have diplomatic ties with them at all is ridiculous at least kind of and the fact that we we just kind of allow this shit to happen um that that's probably the most ridiculous thing of all uh china has actual like concentration camps right they kill inmates on demand and harvest their harvest their organs to sell to people who need transplants right and, and that's that's real shit look it up um they call these things like these camps, they call them re-education camps. And what are the inmates being re- re-educated about? Well, basically nothing about, you know, no, nothing except for how to like not have a religion and just worship the fucking state instead. And and, and I can't make this shit up. Um, they throw Muslims, Christians, Buddhists, following Gong followers, Hindus, you fucking name it. Just about anyone with a religion um, they throw into these camps because the fucking communist regime is supposed to be the religion. Then they kill them. China oppresses free speech in Hong Kong. They oppress their own people to the point of, you know, people people will go to prison for even criticizing the Communist Party in China. Now, does that sound familiar? That's pretty fucking reminiscent of what the Soviet Union used to do. The difference is that the U.S. and the Soviet Union didn't do business together, at least not on like a mass scale like what we do with China. We barely had diplomatic relations with the Soviet Union, whereas we have large diplomatic relations with China. And I don't really understand why most people aren't talking about this. Like, is it because it's fucking somehow racist? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. And right now, the assholes are the Chinese Communist Party. And I don't understand why people think that, like, whatever. (laughs) I don't get why people think that socialism and communism uh, would ever work in today's world. Like, it it never has. Like, look at China, look at Russia, Vietnam, Venezuela, fucking you name it. Has it ever gone good for the people who live there? The answer is fuck no. It's good for, like, a few people, you know, like the people in charge and their friends and it's fucking terrible for everyone else. And these are uh, these are just kind of like the facts here, all right? Um, and, and yes, the quality of life has improved dramatically for the Chinese people in recent decades. Yes, they have more shit than they've ever had right now. But they live in fear. They live in oppression. They live in an environment that doesn't hesitate to throw them in camps and kill them for their organs when they step out of line. So, yeah. Fuck communism, man. Like, fuck the Chinese Communist Party. But that that's, whatever, a, a rant over. That That's just kind of how it is. Now it's your turn, Salty Winches. What do you think about all this shit? Do you think the U.S. was right to order that the Chinese consulate be closed? Do you think that this will escalate? And what do you think will happen in the future? Send it to me in an email at uh, info.thesaltpodcast at gmail.com or just write it to me on Instagram where the handle is at the salt underscore podcast. But I also have an announcement. Look, check it out. We finally have our official site up and running. I'll be posting things for us to talk about on there and you can just get in, in, into contact with me directly through that site as well. It's super exciting. Like I've been thinking about it for a long time now. I've been talking about it for a long fucking time now. So go check it out. Let's fucking talk. Uh, it's the saltpodcast.com. Fuck yeah. And My explanation for my inconsistency lately, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, is basically like, look, all right, I've been super busy, and that's that's a super lame excuse, all right? Uh, What I've really been doing is like, I've had to do like some soul searching about this kind of shit, all right? I haven't been super motivated to get it done, Um, and I realized that like, 
I'm doing things that I don't really believe in. I'm putting my opinions in too much. And that's kind of like the thing I wanted to fight. So like, in other words, I figured out exactly what I want from the show and how to get it. And now I'm back for y'all. Uh, but you'll see more of what I'm talking about here in the future episodes. Uh, so don't y'all salty winches worry. All right. Um, and here's one final thing to remember. All right. The president of China, Xi Jinping, and the president of Russia, Putin, both fucked dongjis because of his strong ass name and his hard ass dong. I ate the tit. Thank you so much for listening today, Salty Winches. It has been a real pleasure to be here with y'all today. Yo, I promised y'all free stickers, so here's what's up with that. All you got to do is send me a picture of you holding a piece of paper, a beer box, a napkin. You can write it on your hand. It doesn't fucking matter. As long as something says, listen to the salt, and it has a peace sign on it, we'll be good to go. Send it to my Instagram, at the salt underscore podcast, or my email, uh, which is info.thesaltpodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to get that shit taken care of. Go check out the fucking website. It's thesaltpodcast.com, and it's going to be litty as fuck. Yo, keep an eye out also for my book coming out this next month in August. It's going to be coming to a Kindle app near you. Salty Winches will get a, uh, a special discount. Y'all probably get it for free at first if I can figure out how to fucking do that. Um, it's going to be a doozy about how like all of the bullshit that Russia plays with us here in the States and what you, yes you, can do about it. Don't forget to check out that Instagram, of course, but check out our Patreon as well. We love our communities, and honestly, donations will help me pay the team here at The Salt for the work that they do. That's going to be patreon.com slash the salt. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the salt. Shout out again to the team here, and shout out to you, Salty Winch, for joining in the fun today. Item out this bitch! Back to you, Salty Winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, signing off. <laughs>